Hey, golf fans, ESPN Plus is the exclusive home of PGA Tour Live, the only way to stream the PGA Tour all season long. ESPN Plus offers four unique feeds so you can watch the golf how you like, stream the main feed, a TV-style broadcast showing you the best shots on the course, or follow every single shot from Rory, Rom, and all your favorite players with the featured groups feed. Want to spend all day watching the world's best take on the famous 17th at Sawgrass? The featured holes feed is for you. Stream over 35 tournaments every year from the Waste Management Phoenix Open to the players to the FedEx Cup playoffs. It's all on ESPN+. Plus. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com slash golf. So um, Tom Hoagie also went to the game, mm. obviously a TCU oh. alum. How well do you know Tom, and will you will you give him a little shit when you uh, see him this week? All I know is that Brian Harmon told him uh, before the game to make sure he bought his tickets as close to the exit as possible so that he could leave, uh, <laughs> you know, when he needed that quick escape. <laughs> Welcome back to The Loop. I'm Alex Myers. As always, I'm joined by Stephen Hennessy and Christopher Powers. Uh, we have a fun guest coming up, actually an incredibly well-timed guest as well, Keith Mitchell, uh, PGA Tour winner. He's also playing in the Tito Shorties Classic, which you can watch on Golf Channel at 7 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday night this week. Uh, of course, we say well-timed because his dogs, Georgia Bulldogs, won the national title just last night we had him in this morning um he was on hawaii time though so didn't you know wasn't out too late or anything it actually worked out for him and it worked out for us as well so stick around for our talk with keith mitchell in a bit but first uh got a lot to talk about including steve coming back it's good to just see that you're alive anytime anytime someone goes to vegas i mean you just never know yep. you're gonna see him um so we see you not you didn't make it into the office which i don't blame you after all the traveling but it's good to see that uh, that you're you're still kicking. So, how was the trip? Uh, give us the lowdown. Man, great trip. So, for those, uh, I think we talked about it last week, but Rick Gaiman um, had a fantasy golf draft. Uh, we hmm. did it live in a casino. Rick's got a studio space in the Win uh, Resort there, so you know we're recording and like the audio is going out into the hallway. So like people can see this massive multi-million dollar studio and hear us talking about, you know, Sahith Tagala and like, what the hell is going on? Very different from normal casino activities. Um, but it was a blast, you know, uh, met some folks there in the league who are pretty cool and, you know, new friends, all that sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, pretty successful weekend gambling. Went six and zero on sports bets, which is pretty strong. Um, wow! Sat sat down at the poker table at the Aria, which is like legendary poker table in Vegas. Won money there. Um, I mean, whoa, just whoa, whoa, what you hold them? Little one two, yeah. no limit. Yeah, they had won three for some reason. So big okay. bonus, three bucks. Yeah, no limit hold them. Um, okay. sat down I, I want to do it. It seems so intimidating poker at a casino. I know. Dude, so it's very intimidating the first couple times, but yeah, but then it's, it's, I love it. I mean, I haven't I've, done it in a while, but I've, I used to do it all the time. Yeah. Uh, I've done it multiple fun. times in AC. This was yeah. only my second time doing it in Vegas. And yeah, the first time I was shitting my pants. This time, <laughs> like the first 10, 15 minutes, I was still, 
pretty nervous, but uh, you know, you get a couple hands in and um, yeah. I was sitting at the same table as one of the guys from the league. Uh, this guy, Tom Evigan, who's the man, um, he got us a, a limo from the draft to the circus sports book, which if people haven't seen and people have seen the pictures of the circus sports book, but like if you're in Vegas, you have to go. It's sick. Um, also went to the Westgate, which is the famous sports book there. Watched it on Sunday. They even had Brandall Chambly talking about uh, Colin Morikawa's loss. Even after the loss, they had it up on the screen. So uh, golf, very, very prevalent uh, wow. all weekend there in Vegas. Got to love it. It's amazing. Steve was just talking about uh, the nerves of like a casino and sitting down. I always say it's like the only thing that makes me feel like a high school football game used to feel like it's like the only <laughs> thing that replicates that, which is kind of pathetic and sad, but it's true. Well, we have, I haven't you know, had that feeling. We have jobs like <laughs> that we, you know, we're good at our jobs and like, you know, it's not like the nerves aren't there. Maybe the right, first exactly. couple of days of work. Um, yeah. And like, you know, we all have wives who, you know, we feel pretty comfortable with it. Not that feeling on a, on a first date or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trying to think of other well, I things. You, I know what you mean. Big night at the casino is like going out of the field of battle every time. Yeah, right. Every time you enter it, you do get those little jitters at least for a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's very true. And you're right. Sitting down at the poker table is even different than something else, especially yes. if you're by yourself. Right. Um, but man, now I want to go to the casino. <laughs> and, and, you know, I hadn't been in a long time. Um, yeah. I, my head was held up high coming back on the flight like if people only knew how much money was in my pockets right now i mean just Damn, amazing stevie, yeah. stevie cash side it's kind uh, of what now tell us about the golf steve didn't you uh oh yeah you know we we played a couple good rounds field. shadow yeah. creek yeah, shadow uh TPC, creek. i mean no big deal. tpc las vegas too epic match at tpc las vegas uh so it was Andy Lack and myself against uh, Rick Gaiman and Joe Idoni uh, tour picks on Twitter. And it went down to the last last putt on 18. Rick had the two putt from like 80 feet and did it. So uh, did it? Can- <clears throat> canceled everything. And these guys Watch. were playing 20-20-20 with an auto press for 20 bucks if you got down by two. I was a little nervous. That's, you know, a little more than I'm used to playing my 5-5-10. Five, five, but uh yeah, played okay. Uh, Shadow Creek beat me up a little bit, but um, you've played you've played Shadow Creek before. That's probably why you didn't mention it right away because I feel like yeah. most people would have yeah. led with Shadow Creek. <laughs> this is my third time playing. Oh, um, those guys are are very nice to me over there at the MGM. Um, the whole limo over. I mean, yeah. So the cool thing is like you know Rick and Keith uh, Stewart, uh, who also played with us, he hadn't, they hadn't played. So like to see them go through it is, uh, is, is a pretty cool thing. So did you see anybody famous or I saw, I saw the picture of the lockers. Yeah. Uh, Danielle Kang was there practicing on the range same time we were, um, which is cool. And uh, you did the thing with Michael Jordan making the ACE that wasn't this weekend. I know. I know. I got a, I got an email from the Michael Jordan family office. Whoa. Nice. It was a nice email. Okay. I was going to say, Steve must have saw it. I like beside myself when I saw that. They said this was uh, from 2013. (laughs) We don't know why it just came out or why it's resurfacing. It was from his uh, charity event at Shadow Creek, which raised $7 million. Mm -hmm. And I wrote back immediately. I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry. You know, blah, blah, blah. They, They go, we saw your story on 
Michael Michael's near ace parentheses and your commentary on his baggy shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shitless now. Um, so I just wrote back. Oh, thanks for the heads up. I'll, I'll add an editor's note. I'll mention the charity, whatever. So I did that, and you know, we I, we're not going to unpublish it, but I did add, add that little note saying it's from 2013. Maybe See, the baggy shorts. They do look kind of 2013. Right. And Maybe they've gotten a but little. That, I, but that's the thing. Like, I I bet you he still wears. I know. Yes. An identical outfit. That's what he's, yeah. he, he wears that stuff. I mean, it's kind of crazy. So anyway. Maybe that not, leads to a Michael Jordan. I, the pod. Maybe. I thought crossed my mind. I'm <laughs> I knew it did. Right away. But now I know who to email to at least. Yes. Not get the ball rolling. Hail Mary. Just the hail. Exactly. Throw yeah. the hail Mary. I know who to throw the hail Mary to. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we'll see. So funny, funny you should say that. But so, uh, so Daniel came with no other uh, celebs. Is it kind of like do you not really see a lot of other people there? I mean, it's it's not like it's a factory with people coming through left and right. I mean, it's they keep yeah. the time spaced out probably. And exactly, and yeah. the course is kind of like Pine Valley. You guys have played Pine Valley. You like you can't really see anyone else from gotcha. hole right. to hole. I think that's by design. And yeah, yes. they space it out. Um, we saw one other group before they teed off. We actually went ahead and um, we ended up only being three. That's the story for another day. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, they do such a good job. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, our our, boy, our our guy, Andy Lack, he was supposed to join us. He was there. He was at Shadow Creek in the clubhouse, had breakfast, was feeling like shit and flu game he couldn't push through it uh had the oh stomach, God. had the stomach bug and like you can't just hop in your car and leave you have to get shadow creek to call a limo to take you oh my away so, so they have their own doctor on on the premises or something yeah you know i don't know if annie quite met that status to where yeah. you, you know so he just like sat around the clubhouse or laid around the bathroom floor for four hours well, no, they they sent a limo to come oh, they got a limo before wow. our round. Yeah, so brutal. probably yeah. best for Shadow Creek. I feel like Andy would, would slander the architecture on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, you know, like you never know when you're going to get back there. Um, yeah. yeah. But like, do you really want your experience to be under the weather? Um, he he might have ripped the Foz even more if, if he was there. You're right. <laughs> exactly. It must he must have been in really bad shape. Yeah, yeah. there and not teed up. That's brutal. I mean, like I've never. I don't know if that, that that's never happened to me. Where I mean, I've been sick or hungover or whatever, but mm -hmm. to not to go and then not play. Is, and Andy, you know, didn't, he didn't drink at all the night before. It wasn't like you know the Vegas, oh the Vegas. Thing. So, Holy. wow, that's just bad luck then. Brutal Irish yeah. flu. Yeah, poor guy. We'll have to yeah. have him back on to just to talk about that. <laughs> Pod did well you know, last week. Andy, another, Andy would be pleased yeah. to hear. Pod did another well. Another week where we can't get a real guest. We'll we'll bring him back on. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so let's talk about um, the golf. Obviously, John Rahm wins. Uh, this is the first official elevated event. Uh, Two point seven million, which is the same at least right now as all the majors. So it did wasn't a major, but it kind of felt like a major for Rahm winning. But obviously, the big story. Um, I mean, look, Rom's the guy. I said he's going to win at least one major this year. He's going to have a monster year. So I'm, I feel even better about that now. But Kyle Morikawa obviously should have won this event. 
um, who was it? Golf Bet had this great stat. His live odds at through after ninth hole and tenth hole, he was minus twenty thousand, uh, yeah. which is a ninety nine point five percent implied win percentage, which is worse than like the Fa- the Falcons losing the Super Bowl. I mean, it just it would have been like TCU coming back from down forty last night. So, yeah. um, guys, what do you make of Morikawa? And I know CP, you had pointed out that he did the same. I'd forgotten about this. He'd done the same thing, not a six shot lead, but a five shot lead at the Hero World challenge last year and actually people will say oh it's the hero challenge that was the week if he had won he would have become number one and if you recall Mm -hmm. now he's never been world number one and if you recall phil mickelson many times had a chance to get to number one never did Mm -hmm. you never know he might never make it number one so anyway cp any sort of worries with this guy now that he has these two like massive chokes i mean you were calling him Colin Moore choke well i like that i I (laughs) stole that from a video up we love Colin, but uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think um, the the hero thing kind of became like a <clears throat> running joke, like because it was kind of it. Now that you pointed out, I forgot about the world number one. Thing, hey, he was going for world number one, but like you know, everyone's kind of like joking around. At least the gambling community, you know, I think he's still you know got scar tissue from the hero, and you know, in the back of your mind, it's like it's not a big deal. It's the hero, and then he does it again this week. Massive, massive leads, like. Um, you said it minus 200,000 and I, I tweeted it. I mean, hero and century, you can't get more laid back. Event That's true. Right. I, you know, I know it's still a big field. Um, you got Rom chasing you down, but like, if you're, if there's ever an event not to choke in, I feel like it would be the two he's choked in. It's just a very odd, maybe it's just an odd coincidence. Um, and I hate to, you know, people hate Azinger and he does the cliches, but I think he's kind of spot on about the whole guys choke for money or prestige and this was a prestige choke more i mean i think it was obviously he's not concerned about the money he's going to finish second and and make a million five he choked because he was about to win and i I don't know rom was chasing him down and then like you said myers possibly for the the world number one tag last year so i don't know i think two two of these now you kind of have to ask the question no it's a little pattern the the other thing is though i mean he has two majors so it's like what are we even talking about yeah and he the weird thing was he started off like with three birdies in his first five holes at cap at capalua oh yeah he was smoking yeah yeah you know i thought um you know rom was like 40 to one um before sunday and you know he's seven shots back but i brought that up we were sitting at the casino like you know, he's done this before he, he could choke. And this is a golf course. Like you have a huge lead. You're a little complacent. All of a sudden someone like John Rom shoots 62. You're, you're done. Um, yeah. I mean, pretty brutal to watch it. Those last few holes, you know, chunking the, the pitch shot and mm. stuff. So yeah. To not bad. even the, the most brutal part was like, didn't even have a chance on 18. Right. Like, yeah. it was like all right, he choked this. He can make right. Eagle. Didn't even have a chance. Who right. thought? Yeah. Right. And he that, just that, seems like that. such an unchokable mm-hmm. style of player. Yeah. Hitting a fade, unbelievable iron play. I know the short game, a lot of yeah. a lot of questions there, which obviously leads to some chokes. But you know, it's usually the wayward drive that um gets you, and he doesn't really hit that. So it's it's very odd. It's very odd uh two two chokes by him. Yeah, and Steve, you, I mean you mentioned obviously we're talking about a two-time major champ where in those two majors he was unflappable. PGA was kind of a little bit of a come from behind against a nice board. The the British Open one, he I know he killed me because I had the Spieth. Yeah, Spieth. Mm-hmm. I, oh. I know Spieth is still worked by it too because, I mean, the guy made every putt that day. It was mm-hmm. just insane. I, I still think that was like a million to one 
type round where he made every putt, but he, he just, he was so good. So that's, what's so crazy about it. Um, Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I definitely is going to be in his head the next time he's in this position, but um, he's going to be in this position again, a bunch of times based on his iron play. And um, you know, our Luke Curtin wrote about a couple of the putting switches he made. Mm-hmm. He's even with the putts not falling on Sunday. And by the way, this this choke is so different than most typical chokes because he shot one under par. It's, <laughs> right. just, it's just um only one person shot worse than him that final day out of 30 37 people who mm-hmm. were still playing. But um he finished second for the week in strokes game putting. So overall, yeah. you have ET can take that with him. Like you mentioned, CP. 1.5 million check for losing. That used to be the old winner's check. So, you know, he can Doing still, good. yeah, he can still take a little win from there. And, and yeah, again, with Rom, I think we all expect big things this, this year from him. Um, I don't think we, well, Steve was touting him for at 40 to one on Sunday. It's pretty impressive. Oh yeah. I also didn't bet it, but right. uh, was tempted to, yeah. You know, we were in bogey. He fell to 80 to one. Yeah. I wasn't sure if we were going to get back to that book on the trip um, or else I, I would have pulled the trigger, but yeah, you know, and the last thing I think to say with Morikawa is, you know, he's going through these changes obviously. And as you guys know, if you're going through some pretty big changes in your game, maybe that gets to you, you know, under the gun, like when the pressure is really on. So, you know, he was trying some new stuff um, around the greens too um, with uh What's our guy, the Hawaiian former tour pro short game chef on Instagram? I'm forgetting his name. Oh, Parker McLaughlin. Right. Parker oh, McLaughlin's working with him. Um, and then the putting stuff too. So yeah, maybe maybe that was part of it. Bad beat. All bad beat, but I think a worse beat. I actually I'm making it a point to actually bet my matchups this year that we give out in the column. Normally it's just Steve and I have a little side action on the yearly total, but I'm actually going to bet them because I agree with Steve. It's a good way to make money. Yeah, I almost lost more cow over Tom Kim. I think he only ended up beating Tom Kim by like a shot. Oh. <laughs> that would have been, that would have been push, whatever. All, it would have been all time bad push. That would have been pretty all yeah, time. That's, um, I would say that's my takeaway from this week. Talking to these like sharp golf betters, um, all day matchups all day top 20s top 40s we're mm-hmm. we're just losing money doing only outrights Ho- hoagie i had top 10 i was telling myers very nice That's amazing just a comfortable you know obviously he had to shoot around on sunday but i was n- didn't have to sweat out him trying to win and more cow choking and oh now i'm back i just locked up the top 10 with hoagie and it felt great yep uh loving the matchup bets i was hitting on a few i want to get into something in a second but of course, I went too deep on the one that I lost, so I probably ended up giving it all back. But uh, the matchup bets are are really great, um, mm-hmm. and and do need to do better, especially when you dig into the stats and you see oh. And by the way, we got a shout out. I did Twitter Spaces Friday. PJ Tour, uh, oh. the guy, oh, the app guy. We got a shout out the app. I think you know it still has its glitches. Dude, I'm I I meant to do that in the grind today, and I forgot. I'm so glad Dude, the, if, the app match, is spectacular now. Betting on a and betting on a single round matchup, you can literally just click in, and you know you're usually betting the guys who are playing with each other. Same with the three ball, you can do it too now. You can literally just click on their tee time, and it has all their scorecards aligned. It's like the Ryder Cup you know scoreboard mm. so yeah, it's a great even... way amazing way to follow your matchup bets um much improved pj tour app long overdue obviously uh, 
long overdue. I didn't, I don't even do that stuff, but I just went on finally, I did the update and just to go on and see like, like good highlights, yep. who's winning right away. You click on the board, it pops right up. The shot track pops right up. Everything. It, it, it's like, I mean, we were just, we're talking, we're going to talk with um, Keith Mitchell in a second. He's talking about Stetson Bennett, most improved player. I mean, most improved app is this PGA Tour app. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. So you're right. We've killed it as much as anyone. And again, I feel bad. I meant to even shout it out in the grind. Um, credit where credit's due. Like you said, long overdue, but it is really up and running now. It's a great app. I mean, I was I was going to other sites just to get the leaderboard. Yep. I mean, yeah. it couldn't even, it wouldn't even load. You had to get the basic uh, stuff right, which is speed, right. ease of use. All these other apps have it. So there's kind of no excuse that they didn't. They've gotten right. those those basic things right. It opens up quickly now. It's easy to use. So they got that out of the way and now they can kind of uh, get a little funky with it. I, th- this guy keeps talking about it. this guy, Scott, um, in a couple months, you'll be there'll be a live strokes gained leaderboard too for, and I'm sure gamblers will love. Uh, wow, and there you that's go. Cool. That'll be even. Yeah, wow, that that sounds fantastic. Um, speaking of giving credit where credit's due, CP, you might have to issue a former a formal apology to Xander Legion. Um, <laughs> Xander Legion came out with this news about Xander having the bad back, and Steve and I were like, oh boy. And Steve and I, by the way, smartly, sharply jumped on all the ex Xander matchups against him. And even though Justin Thomas completely blew the one, um, I did make a little money. Not as much as Steve. Steve went heavy on it. CP then tells us, dude, Xander's like a 12-year-old kid. He doesn't even know what's going on. Xander withdrew with the back injury in the second round. So just, you know, give the guy. Yeah, well, I didn't. He's obviously plugged plugged in. He's plugged in. He's plugged in. Xander Legion is probably the most plugged in legion twitter account i, I might mean be. all the guys i he might mean, be i follow he grayson be. sig tracker he, he's pretty plugged in but um, <laughs> but no Zan, i mean shout out xander legion i've i heard from andy once that he's like a teenager because somebody was going after him on twitter and andy was like dude it's like a 12 year old kid i think he's like 14 now that was probably a year or two ago um very plugged in, obviously gets around. Here's information. Good for that kid. Uh, he's going places. Myers called him Doogie Hauser. In a, in Doogie, a he could chat. be Doogie Hauser. You said he was a young, <laughs> a young kid. I was like, well, he could be a Doogie Hauser situation. I was just it's like, funny. you know, anytime that stuff happens, like, oh, he's not, yeah. you know, this guy's not feeling well. I you know. know. The guy ends up finishing T3, but Xander, you know, said it. He's obviously in pain and doesn't sound like it was from swinging the golf club. It sounded like kind of just sprouted up during a workout maybe, but uh, so yes, shout out Xander Legion, very plugged in Um, sources, hashtag sources. Sources. I mean, it's crazy. I, now I'm like, I wish I had even gone heavier like Steve on the, on the matchups. One last thing before we get into Keith Vigil, Uh, this guy on Twitter, Michael Verity had a fantastic tweet. Uh, he calculated John Rahm's handicap index uh, based on his past 20 rounds, and he would be a minus or, well, it's minus 13 point, which comes to a plus handicap, plus 13 handicap, guys. Yeah. Um, that's wild. I mean, that's so, you know, he elite uh, players like CP and I would be getting over 20 strokes. Steve, you'd be getting maybe 25. I mean, yeah. just uh, kind of crazy when you think about how good these guys are uh to be a plus 13 handy i mean we always hear like a typical tour pros maybe like a plus eight 
Yeah. Uh, PJ Tour Pro, that is. Right. Plus 13 is insane. I mean, that's... Whew. They even calculated... We did golf digest calculated tigers like projected handicap back in the day. And it was like plus 11 during one of his insane stretches. So this this is the type of run Rom's on. We, we were talking, you know, if, if he was at your home club and, you know, with your knowledge of the course, knowledge of the greens and stuff, do you think you could beat Rom like me, him spotting me 25 strokes? I still don't know. Like it's frigging John Rom. I, I doubt I could take down John Rom. The handicap like system. If you, shoot, correct, if you but... shoot at 85, he has to break 60. That's crazy. Yeah. But he could. Yeah, he, could break 60. he could break 60 at your course. Who knows? He could show up there and break 60. You never haven't seen the course before. Yes, he certainly and course, and course knowledge only goes so far if, yes. you're, if you've got the two-way miss going like I yeah. do. So it doesn't really right. matter. Right. Anyway, it's a pretty, pretty amazing um to see how well he's playing. And he's won three out of his last five events. And he's still number five in the world. He's not <laughs> happy about that. He didn't move up one spot. That's kind of kind of crazy. So I saw someone point out, and I agree, not the best majors year last year, which I think yes, I saw. I think it was Ben Coley pointed that out. Yeah, and he made ben a did. great point. And he he incorrectly said, and he he switched it later that Rom's U.S. Open win was off his card. It's still on his card, but it's very diminished. It's not counting <laughs> for much anymore. So he did have a poor year at the majors, whereas the guys ahead of him had much better years at the majors. So I, I get it, but it's kind of crazy to win a PJ tour event and not move up at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was surprising. They've, they've tweaked obviously these smaller field events. I think it, it made sense, but they've gone a little overboard with it. Cause we, I mean, 17 of the top 20 were playing last week. So yeah. that's a big win for John. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Speaking of trying to move up the rankings, Keith Mitchell, uh, a Georgia Bulldog, as we said, well-timed. We got to talk to him today. He's very excited about his football team, as as is CP. Very excited. Our resident uh, Dogs fan uh, winning that national title back-to-back years. Talk to him about the uh, Tito Shorties Classic, about uh, his goals for the season. Please have a listen to our chat with Keith Mitchell. Well, we're pumped to welcome 2019 Honda Classic champion Keith Mitchell to the pod. Keith is in Hawaii right now. He's prepping for this week's Sony Open, so we're going to get into that. But he's also coming to us courtesy of the Tito's Shorties Classic. That's back for a second year. Uh, Keith got the nod this year. He partnered with Bo Hostler to try to take down Harry Higgs, Joel Damon. Tough task there. Um, That's going to air Wednesday on Golf Channel. So we're going to get into that in a second. But first, Keith. We got to talk about your Georgia Bulldogs. They demolished TCU in the national title last night. And our guy CP is also a huge uh, dogs fan. So what was it like uh, watching in Hawaii? Um, Did you get together with a bunch of other Georgia guys and watch it? We did. Um, It was, it was the best game as a Georgia fan ever. I mean, (laughs) I I was at the Ohio state game and that was a great football game, but the, TCU game was the best Georgia football game I've I've watched. I mean, we we were here last year and um, watched the Alabama game with right. everybody, and then 2018 um, we were here as well watching um, watching the loss to Alabama. Mm. So mm. It, I've been in Hawaii now for all three national championship games that Georgia's played in my lifetime, and. Uh, we're two and one. I'm just glad we're in them, but two and one is is incredible. 
that's got to be a permanent fixture on your schedule now. You got to get to the Sony, just help the dogs out a little bit. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, it's with so many guys from Georgia that are playing on tour, it's just, a, it's awesome. I know Harris English actually is flying out today because he went to the game and <laughs> mad respect to him for, wow. for, um, for making the trip. So um, Tom Hoagie also went to the game, obviously a TCU oh. alum. How well do you know Tom, and will you will you give him a little shit when you uh, see him this week? All I know is that Brian Harmon told him uh, before the game to make sure he bought his tickets as close to the exit as possible so that he could leave, uh, <laughs> you know, when he needed that quick escape. <laughs> Incredible. That's amazing. <clears throat> yeah, you mentioned that this was the best game. I mean – you know, like you said, you've had some some nail biters, especially in these title games. What was it like to have one that was decided so early? And then you're on you're on not only West, not even West Coast time, you're on Hawaiian time. This game is, you know, for us in the East Coast, it's wrapping up near midnight. You're done by like dinner time. I mean, how that's that's got to be pretty uh, a pretty unusual feeling. It, it's great, honestly, because you 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 watch the game. You, you have a blast doing it, then you go out for a celebratory dinner and you're still in bed by nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, Very nice. that sounds ideal. Um, well, you know, we, we mentioned Hawaii, Sony Open. You had a great finish here last year, um, top 10. And, you know, you're you're a bomber off the tee, Keith, but this is kind of a shorter course. And I was looking up some stats on you. You know, you tend to perform pretty well in these these shorter courses. What, what do you think that is? Is it, you know, it just sets up, you know, to your strengths, you could gain an advantage being, being longer off the tee or, uh, you know, why do you think that might be? It all depends. It's not necessarily the length of the golf course mm -hmm. that determines it's how many drivers I get to hit on that mm -hmm. golf course. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really matter the length if I'm not able to hit as many drivers off the tee, cause that's my strength. So here at Sony, I hit my driver practically on every hole, um, except for I think two par fours is right. the only time I think I hit 12 drivers around maybe more out here. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's the main, the main reason is it, the overall length of a golf course definitely matters, but it's more the amount of drivers I get to hit relative to the golf course. And at Sony, I, I hit a lot. Um, so I'm, I'm getting the same sort of advantage considering I hit my driver like I want to, um, that I would on any golf course, regardless of length, just because of the amount and then also, um, I grew up playing on Bermuda grass, and mm -hmm. this place is wall-to-wall -wall Bermuda. So that gives me a little bit of just kind of the home home fields that I grew up uh, learning how to play golf on. You mentioned the driver being your strength. I wanted to bring that up. Um, last year on the PGA Tour, and I'm sure you're aware of this, last season, the only three guys who were better strokes gained off the tee are John Rahm, Cameron Young, and Rory McIlroy. That is really impressive, Keith, to be number four. On, in that stat, and we know how important that stat is. What, what, how closely do you keep an eye on that stuff? And and what is that? What are you thinking then about this year if you're able to keep that level up off the tee? It just means I need to uh, make the rest of my game equivalent <laughs> to it because those guys are in contention of majors, and <laughs> I'm, I'm fifty something in the world. So uh, it's nice that I, you know, nice that I can lean on that stat, um, you know, and hope it it's just as good as last year, if not better. Uh, but this off season, I kind of looked at that and realized where that stat is relative to the rest of the tour, you know, I should probably be performing a little bit better than I am. So we went through some, 
some stuff in the off season, try to get a little bit better in my um, approach shots and around the greens and some putting drills to kind of try to close the gap on myself a little bit. And uh, just, you know, hopefully I can have a little bit more well-rounded game this year. Keith, our boy uh, Kirby Smart had yet another pregame speech leak uh, on social media. I'm curious if you've heard that yet and if you plan on listening to it uh, Thursday morning before your tea time. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you say that. I got that. uh, I got that in a text message (laughs) literally right when kickoff happened and we were listening to it and we couldn't figure out if it was on this game or not because it was so, it got out so fast. Right. Yeah. And we were we we were so confused like is this from today or is this from the past what was it and we learned that it was from the game and we we all thought it was great if we were about to hit a driver but if we were trying to hit like a little touch feel shot it probably probably make yeah. us worse <laughs> it's too good well uh we got to talk a little about the titos um so you and bo hostler taking on uh joel and harry i mean tough duo that those two obviously like to have fun so if tito's is involved you know kind of game over there uh what, what was the whole thing like you know we'll get to see it wednesday on golf channel but um it just those things always look like a blast you get a bunch of fans out there at the pitch and putt in austin it looks like a lot of fun it was definitely one of the most incredible outings i've ever been a part of just considering where it was in austin the butler pitch and putt Tito's just putting on a hell of a show, um, donating a ton of money to charity. It was really just an incredible event. Um, and I, you know, honestly, Bo and I knew before we even teed it up that we were going to lose to Harry and Joel in the fun department. <laughs> yeah, so we exactly. just figured we'd try to uh, try to at least win the golf department. <laughs> what you know, those pitch you mentioned it being playing on a pitch and putt. Um, it seems like those courses are almost as fun as a regular course, but you don't see as many of those courses, at least in our area. We don't have any pitch and putts around around here. What, you know, is that something you'd like to see more, uh, be more prevalent around the country maybe? I think I think everybody does. And I had never experienced one until um, mm. the Tito's Shorties Classic. And we've already talked about trying to figure out how to do it either through a charity or for profit. Like we don't even, we don't care. It's just such a good model because, it makes golf quick, right. it makes golf easy, and it makes golf fun, and it makes it cheap. Right. And that is, those are the four things that everyone talks about every day about how to make golf more accessible. Mm-hmm. And it's too expensive and it takes too long. Well, mm-hmm. at Butler Pitch and Putt, that is not the case. Like, it doesn't take up too much land, so it's not expensive. It's mm-hmm. easy for people to get involved because, honestly, it's, it's just a wedge and a putter. Like, the longest hole is 80, 90 yards. Hmm. And doing that on a on a more grander scale will get more people into the game on a really really easy access basis because it's hard to just it's intimidating to pay a lot of money to get in a country club and play five hours of golf it, it's just not for everybody hmm. and this would be a very sustainable way to get people in the game and they've they've figured it out there it's funny because it's kind of it kind of like came back into suit a long time ago. People never really thought about this. It was kind of frowned upon. Now it's like what people are leaning into. And I think we should have one in every city, multiple in every city. It's it's an incredible model. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We know you got to run last one from me to bring it back to the dogs. Stetson Bennett, incredible story, back-to-back national champion. I think it's statue worthy. I'm wondering if you think he's worthy of a statue outside of uh, Sanford Stadium. Oh man, statues are statues are a big deal. I mean, those things those are hard to take down. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, a, it's Stetson is Stetson will go down as the most remembered yep. Georgia football player, tied and tied with Herschel Walker, I would say. Mm. I mean, the fact that he did what he did, you know, obviously the story's been talked about over and over and over. And I think he used that story of um, like the unwanted Stetson as motivation. And we were talking last night, he was the most improved player in college football last year. And this year he's the most improved player in college football, mm. because if you look at last year versus this year, how much better he got, he won a national championship last year, but this year he was so much better yep. than last year. He was throwing NFL style throws. So I, I don't know if you could give the same guy most improved two years in a row, but it's, it's the truth. And <laughs> the fact that he led that team like he did absolute stud right. of, of, you know, the black sheep to the stud of Georgia football, you know, stardom. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty epic that he, that he did what he did under the circumstances and honestly earned it this year. Like he was the best player on the team this year, no doubt. I mean, you could maybe put Brock Bowers up there, but he, he Brock Bowers isn't who he is without Seth. Mm -hmm. It's just dominant stuff. Um, last one before we keep, we talked about improvement there for Stetson, you know, yourself, you're right on the cusp of a huge number. You're I think 57th in the world. Um, so a couple more spots, you know, unlocks all the majors, all the big tournaments, you know, how closely do you follow that? You know, will you update it after the Sony this week? Are you like looking at that on a weekly basis? And then if you just want to talk about your, your goals for the year in general. It's definitely on my mind. I mean, you always know where you stand. Mm -hmm. You know, some people talk about leaderboard, not trying to look at leaderboards. Well, you just have, you just can't avoid it. Mm -hmm. And you, it's your goal to win. It's your goal to be in the top 15 in the world. And it's your goal to, you know, continue to rise. So it's not that, it's not that my refreshing will change anything when I look at it, but um, I, you know, I, it's periodically just to kind of see where you stand, how, what you need to do to get better and, and understanding the, you know, the, um, the logistics and the statistical stuff about this game that is so prevalent these days um, that guys, you know, really try to understand what courses they play better, you know, what tournaments they've, they've contended at and why. Um, and those, all of those things go into rising that world ranking as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So for my goals this year, honestly, it's, 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 I would say process goals, which lead to result goals, you know, process wise, I'm just really trying to get better from 125 to 175 into the greens. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of those. That's most where you mostly are in the hitting your second shot into par fours. Mm -hmm. So if I can get better there on my distances, um, my, my, honestly, my right to left dispersion was pretty good, but my distances were um, not, not as consistent. So just using a track man, working on trying to find those yardages, if I can do that properly, then my result goals of being in the top 50, making it to Atlanta for the Tour Championship, playing in the majors, all those things will take care of itself. Mm -hmm. That totally makes sense. Uh, ho hoping for a big week for you this week at the Sony, follow up your, your dog's win. Um, and we'll see how you do Wednesday night on Golf Channel, 7 o'clock Eastern is when uh, the shorties airs, and then there's a re-air on Thursday for people who miss it. So, Keith, thanks so much for joining us. This was a ton of fun. Uh, enjoy the rest of the time out there in Hawaii. Thank you, guys. Go dogs. Go, Go dogs. Thanks again to Keith Mitchell for joining us. And, yes, check out the Tito Shorties Classic on Golf Channel Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Okay, time for the fun part. CP had his big victory moment last night with the dogs. Steve had his big Vegas weekend. I finally get a little love here. We wrap up our NFL picks for the season. 
CP, hit us with uh, with what happened. For it was a foregone Myers, kind of yeah, like. foregone conclusion. Myers obviously finished in first, and Ooh. he went two and one to end oh. the year. So nice finish. Uh, the Dolphins, which was minus one when we hit it, it got up. They got up to plus one. Yeah, these lines were crazy. The the the, the, the you're gonna say the Broncos game. We took them at plus right. three and a half. They were six point favorites at kickoff. Right. Crazy. Um, and they were down. I they, they were down. Yeah, covered. they covered the six points. It was nice little finish to the season for us. Made some nice throws to Jerry Judy. Yeah, maybe finally, maybe finally. something to build on uh, for him, Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> um yeah and then you had the broncos and the bears so two and one i went three and oh too little too late oh, what a great clutch a valiant effort yeah. classic classic uh, dolphins too too late. yeah dolphins giants lions the outright winner uh, so i finished in second and personal growth for me not going back to the tweet where steve shit on my picks i think it was like week five i thought about <laughs> quote tweeting it but i didn't do it so Wow, uh, personal growth, twenty twenty three. But I yeah. did finish second, a game a half ahead of. What were the Steve records? Had, uh, what were the records? Because we Myers all went very well. Yeah, Myers went thirty one twenty two and one. Very good. Ooh. Wow. I went twenty nine twenty four and one, which I think I started like one and five. So proud of that. And then Steve finished twenty eight and twenty six. His only hit was the Broncos last week. He was on Seattle and Dallas. Who, yikes. Dak yes. Whack Prescott continues to wow. unimpress. <clears throat> Man, all, all above 50%. Look at us. Yeah. That's right. I mean, wow. That's really well done, guys. Um, very nice. So I won't next, mention... time, next time we all come in, um, Steve doesn't go to Vegas. We'll we'll uh, have to get a little steak, steak yep. dinner. Leo Myers' yeah. steak dinner. Yeah. Well, he doesn't take it too deep. You know, got to clear with the wife, got to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. This will this will happen in like July. <laughs> Yes, probably. hundred percent. It'll it'll probably be a Tuesday. We can go out after work. Yeah. So you name the spot. You know, drinks oh, wow. on. Nothing, a... nothing like making a week weeknight into a Friday night, in my opinion. That's true. Agree. It's a good point. It's yeah. Good point. Um. All right. Well, very nicely done. Uh, those records are are very impressive. Um. I was yeah. worried we were all going to just be horrendous, and it was going to mm-hmm. be pathetic. But uh, yeah. Good job. Uh, any uh we're gonna do Sony open picks, but uh any NFL playoff picks? Are you guys are you guys making mm. it Super Bowl bets? Are you do are you staying mm. I think I'm gonna stay away from the Giants, obviously, just because everybody like we talked to um with our guests next week. Everybody's on the Giants. It's a little fishy to me. I I'm, obviously we're rooting for them, but don't want to get my heart broken twice. Any any other games that are popping out at you or any future bets? Tough. This is when yeah. it gets super sharp, obviously. Um, mm. Nothing jumping out at me. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I try. I tried to force a, a Super Bowl bet last night, and I didn't even do it. You know, I think the Niners, but mm-hmm. this Brock yeah, Purdy has been amazing, but that's yeah. still a, a tall, tall ask to go and win a Super Bowl. But, uh, yeah, there was some know. kind of promo. You get some kind of money back on a Super Bowl bet. I, I was thinking about just betting the Bills, but that's stupid. Yeah, I know. I mean, and maybe the NFL like, might rig it for the Bills. To be honest, yeah, maybe name name the two teams in it, like 49ers and Bills. Yeah. I'm with you guys, 49ers, and and they're plus money because the Eagles are the favorite, right? Uh, right. Win the right. NFC, so 49ers to win the conference is good. 
So if you get Bills Niners, that's plus eight hundred. That's that's not too shabby. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the Bills getting neutral site is so huge. Huge. Uh, if, if, if it's the Chiefs, if it's the Chiefs, obviously. if it's the Chiefs, I mean, it's going to be. They'll the walk over the Dolphins, and then I don't even know who they'll get. They Although, right? I mean, they did lose last year to the Bengals. I, I still can't. Keep yeah, it. but uh, neutral. I'm kind of rooting for it to happen. It just would be kind of crazy, and History. and, and yeah. it would be. And yeah. it would be a huge break for the Bills. I'm just worried it'll be so amazing that they'll start doing it. For good mm. AFC a, NFC title games at neutral sites, I wouldn't be surprised. Now um, you would you would that would bother you a lot. I mean, I guess. Uh, the, I mean, the whole I point know, of the one seed is to were, get that. Yeah, but as long as you still get, the, if the one seed gets that buy, they're still getting yeah. a deal. If they didn't have the buy, then yeah, that would stink. But as long as you differentiate somehow, yeah, I don't know. I could be swayed either way on it. I guess. Um, I'll, right. I'll I'll say Chiefs Niners in a rematch of uh, a couple of years ago. Mm. Stick okay. with Chiefs, Chiefs D is I don't know they they feel yeah. vulnerable. You know, um, the Chargers got a lot of buzz amongst the the sharps. I was talking that was to. that was going to be my future bet the other night. I just couldn't pull the trigger. But then yeah, Bosa's hurt. Right? Is he going to play? Yeah. I don't know. And Mike Williams, obviously, too. That that line, though, doesn't make sense. It opened at three and it's down to one. So mm-hmm. that's really moving toward Jacksonville. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'll go yeah, build no, over Niners no, just, just to have a pick yeah. on the record. Yeah. But uh, I'm not, like, loving it or anything. I'll still put 20 have my Vikings. Still have my Vikings to win the NFC, hoping that. Oh, oh. right. Though everyone, everyone says they're fraud, so I guess their season's over and we don't play the games on the field. At um, least that's a little consolation for you if the Giants lose, right? You could root for them. Yeah, we'll still have yeah. the Vikings. Unfortunately, I, I think I told you guys this, brutal, brutal, brutal. Um, had the Jags win the division, cashed out when they were 3-7 and seven for an $11 loss. Um, <laughs> oh, no. So to watch that game, I ended up betting them live yeah. like twice, so made a little bit back, but it would have been a nice... What was the original game. bet? How much? 20 bucks to win like 170 on them to win the... The division, okay. which they did Saturday night. Dang. Just would have been a fun, would have been a fun turnaround. And I just yeah, I was in desperation mode back in like week 10 and wanted to get some cash. Yeah. Needed nine dollars to throw on some stupid parlay that <laughs> you were no, you were pretty no. sharp because between that bet, the golf bet wasn't great, but like you were really I, I still I'm I'm happy no. with the golf bet. I thought he had no, a great saying, year. yeah, it was yeah, no, I, I agree. You you I'm saying you were right that he was gonna be better than everybody thought and that mm-hmm. they were going to be better and then obviously like you said the the vikings too they i mean they had a lot of lucky and wins. i have the ravens which right. looks i don't even mean but that you can't even measure that because lamar hasn't played so i don't think he's i think he's done i mean it seems like he's done with them mm. no that's, that's what I, that's the vibe i'm getting bizarre yeah like why you're about to get paid why would you right. why would you play? especially after watching this whole situation last week why would you even risk it before you get the biscuit as they say (laughs) and i have myers i didn't even realize this because the eagles are like the favorite i did that three-legger one of those futures it's the eagles the rangers who have come back a little bit and your sons who are like oh they're the worst in the draft lottery now what the hell happened ever since cp and i went to that game you guys killed them. them. them you absolutely killed them 
Uh, it's crazy. And it, what's weird, the, I mean, both conferences in the NBA right now are so wild. There's only like a handful of teams over 500. It's it's like yeah. they're in the eighth seed right now, but if they went on like a three-game winning streak, they'd be like the four seed. I mean, yeah, it's, right. it's very bizarre. But they are in, they've lost like nine out of ten. I think they were the one seed, and then they've lost like nine out of ten. And Booker's been hurt. Mm-hmm. Paul's now hurt again. He was hurt <laughs> to start the seed. I mean, you know, it's – it's tough. They blew it. They should have won that series against the Bucs. Yep. That was that was it. Um, but um, yeah, NBA is wild right now. We'll, we'll definitely get more into that. I know Steve is excited about that. <laughs> I watched more NBA this weekend than I've watched in like oh, years. I bet. It was it was just on. Yeah, sportsbook, M- sportsbook NBA is is electric live sports. Yes, yes, yes. And there've been some great finishes, especially yeah. those games. I don't even stay up, but I see the highlights when I wake up. Um, all right, Sony Open. Let's get a few picks here before we wrap up. Um, amazing. Our boy, my favorite player, Tom Kim, is the favorite. 11 to 1 right now at DraftKings. I had seen 12 before. I'd seen him tied with Sung Jay. He is now 11 to 1 by himself at DraftKings, the favorite to win. He's coming off a T5. Very impressive. I know we were following him, CP, for, I mean, he's becoming a sneaky content king already, too. I mean, yeah. just. Just doing a lot of fun stuff. He's he's just a, a delight, as uh, we like to say. So, Tom, Kim I love was- that. I love him asking what I assume was a cameraman if he yeah. got. Did you shot get on. that shot? <laughs> Did you get that on camera? Like, yeah, that, that's how the camera, camera works. Right, the camera guy's following you, and so you're you in a, a tournament with 39 players. They right. got they got it on camera. Don't worry. Right. So First funny. of all, you're you're one of the best players in the world. Oh, Sungjae just moved back to 12. Wow, so this, we got a lot of stuff bouncing around. Here. But yeah, Tom Kim is is great with all the stuff, the babysitting for Jordan Spieth, going for the dinner. <laughs> you wrote about the Zalatoris writing a yep. letter for him about what a great kid he is. I mean, Zalatoris is like five years older than him. Spieth's like eight years older than him. But anyway, 20 years old. He's the favorite now. Uh, he's one of the best players in the world. He's 11 to 1. Sung Jay, I just said, is moving around 12. Dog season, Brian Harmon, 16 mm-hmm. to 1. How about that great story Keith Mitchell told us about <laughs> Brian Harmon uh, taunting uh, Tom Hoagie. Uh, and then you got Jordan Spieth, 16, Hideki Matsuyama, defending champ, 18. I might run it back with Hideki. I took him last week, just a small bet, because like you guys said, I'm going to try to, uh, you know, move the funds around this year, not do as many outrights, um, definitely do some more matchups, some more live stuff. Um, so Hideki was my only outright last week. He played pretty well. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the historically, you, you usually do play the week before in Hawaii. Um, historically, you need a little experience here. Obviously, Hideki's a defending champ, so he's got that. So 18 to 1, I think I'll probably just to, just because I bet him last week, I don't want him to be a week early. I'll probably toss him on that. What about you guys? Where are you uh, making any outright moves? Um, man, this feels like a Tom Hoagie course but at 23 to 1 i can't get there maybe oh. if ttu won you know the, the vibes would have been better but um yeah I, I can't quite pull the trigger there i mean keith mitchell 36 to 1 he you know kind of really good expo- yeah it explains how this course kind of suits him so i like that um cbez possibly uh he's 46 on bet 365 Ooh. you know accurate short hitter who could get hot with the putter. I think he was fourth on tour last year, strokes gained putting. Um, really good wedge player. You know, this seems like a Cbez type place. Um, that's that's kind of where I'm at. You know, you could talk me into like Russell Knox, 100 to 1. Um, you know, again, accuracy and wedges. 
putter, not so much, but I got better last year. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I feel like this is a good litmus test, the pod, and then, you know, going to go back, do a bunch of matchups this year. That, that's going to be my new um, kind of process this year is, you know, we talk it out, we talk out who we like, and then target against them in matchups. That's what we did last yes. week. That's how we that's how we won money on Xander. So yep. Well, we just need yeah. we need one of the legions to come out with some yeah injury, Give us under the radar injury. Yeah. Legion, you would start that You should start that. I actually I I thought about him, but um yeah, I've lost too much money on him. We're gonna try and stop doing that in twenty twenty three. I don't think he can win. Uh I'm seeing a lot of Tom Kim, obviously you mentioned. A lot of Hoagie, that's not a good sign. A lot of Harmon, also not a good sign. Taylor Montgomery, I'm trying to zag. I made the bet. Corey Connors, 25-1 to 1 on DraftKings. Guy Myers mentioned guys that usually play the week before uh, do pretty well here at Sony. Connors did. I don't even think people realize Connors played last week, kind of a little quiet uh, 18th place finish. Did what he always did. Always. Drove it straight. Hit his irons great. Couldn't make a putt. Hopefully... Um, he flips the putter. You've heard the, this handicap a million times before. I am that's why it's called betting. I am gambling on Corey Connors to make a few putts this week. Oh, I like it. By the way, you mentioned who mentioned Parker McLaughlin before? Yeah, yeah, he's in the field, he's plus 250,000. <laughs> no, he's wait, plus, that's what? A lot. Yeah. So he's 2,500 to one. Yeah, oh my god, that's amazing. How about other, this name? Two other guys are down there. How about Blaze Akana? You see that yeah. name? Yeah, he's uh he's fifteen thousand. Just Blaze. Yeah. Blaze Akana. That's that's great. I see the guy who got the uh special exemption to the Masters in here as well. He's three hundred to one. Um oh. where is that? Uh Kazuki Higa, mm. six time Asian tour or Japan tour winner. Four he won four times last year. Three mm. I mean, 300 to wow. one, 18 to one for a top 10. Oh, that's right. I have one other guy, uh, Kita Nakajima. Nakajima's uh, right there, 300 yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. I mean, he played here last year, was T10 going into the weekend. So Ooh, that's like, that sounds like a good top it. 20. I'm have to sprinkle yeah. on a top, top 20 there at least. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's ride with that for I sure. I think okay. it's probably a little early. Probably want to wait till Pebble, West Coast, but I think. Top twenty, top ten on Mav McNeely might be a, an mm-hmm. avenue I explore. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Smotherman too, way down the board. He's like three fifty to one. Played well at Pebble. Small, you know, shorter coastal course. Let's do it. Okay. All right, all Love right. Smotherman. Good, yeah. good start. Good start. We will. Uh, we'll keep going. We'll. Uh, we'll Teal up. Tease. We have a white whale guest next week. Yes, I was going to tease that. I'm glad you did too. A white whale guest, um, one of the greats. I mean, I guess, uh, you know, I guess if you're from our neck of the woods, it means yeah. more, right? Yeah. But just means more. But um, he is national. So he's national and, now. And he's double national, as he pointed out. I mean, he's getting, he has four different streams where people now are coming up to him. So yeah. we're very excited. For our guests next week, um, we're always excited for our guests, but uh, well, except for Andy Lack. Uh, but <laughs> we are, we're very excited for our guests. No, we're just kidding. But, uh, that's that's a reason if you're listening to this and don't subscribe to the loop. You know, you came yes. here, Keith Mitchell, great pod. 
subscribe. Yeah. You'll get our, our great guest next Bingo. week. I wasn't yeah, there you, for right. it. Because you might forget about it. You might not yeah. come back. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to our producer, Greg Gottfried, as always. Uh, and yeah, please check back next week to see who our guest is. Ooh.